Ladies and gentlemen, a great pleasure to be again here as CX goalkeeper in a bit different setup. I am doing a series together with the European Customer Experience Organization, and I am really thrilled to have two with me to start this interview session. Hi, two. How are you? Very good. Very good to meet you. Happy to be here today. Thank you very much. Um, I think I will keep the same format as usual, and therefore my first question would be, could you please introduce yourself too? Yes, my name is Tui. I work as Chief CX Evangelist at Dixa. Dixa is a customer engagement platform supporting phone, chat, social media, and email. I've been working with Dixa for about five years and have been both responsible for product, for customer success, customer experience, and onboarding, and is now more in a strategic role at the company. Thank you very much for your introduction. And you have a super cool uh, name of your job description, CX Evangelist. What is doing a CX Evangelist during the day? Very good question. Uh, it's a lot listening to customers. It's uh, looking at where we need to go with our product in a strategic view, looking at different uh, partners, integrations, um, go-to-market strategy, development. Uh, so it touches a lot of the product in, in different directions. Thank you very much. And I need to also say congratulations because you raised a record-breaking $105 million in Series C funding. Congratulations. How was it possible? Thank you. Thank you. We are very happy about that. And, and it's really... It's fantastic for us to see that the market believes in this concept of customer friendships that we are advocating. We believe that happy agents create happy customers and build better loyalty between customers and brands. Uh, and it seems that the market believes in that as well. And that's why we are very fortunate to have General Atlantic do this huge investment in Dixan uh, that allows us to grow and spread the good friendship. I think this is really great news. Customer centricity is something that we really need. And also, it's what is the European Customer Experience Organization is doing. Could you please quickly explain what is your role in the European Customer Experience Organization, how everything started? Um, <clears throat> the goal with the European Customer Experience Organization is to build a community of peers within the CX industry. Uh, I'm an and founding member, uh, and that uh, entails delivering some content, uh, participating in event, and also talking about what is the value that the ECXO actually brings. Uh, and it is a community where you can get a lot of insights into what works, best practices within the CX industry. You can network with peers uh, within this industry as well, uh, and you can also be challenged uh, and learn new ways of working. So I highly recommend anybody out there that is interested in customer success or customer experience, go to the ECXO website and uh, sign up as a member. I think it really makes sense. And fully disclosure, I am also a member. And let's you can see what I, have, I can do. I can interview you thanks to the European Customer Experience Organization. Um, perhaps one additional question. Which are the specific characteristics that you like more from the European Customer Experience Organization? Diversity. 
it is bringing everybody into the discussion regardless of backgrounds and views. Uh, very, very open uh, dialogue and uh, everybody's welcome. And we do a lot of uh, knowledge sharing and mentoring and exchanging on ideas. Thank you. And uh, now let's go back to Dixa because you started saying something that I think it's it's really interesting and can be interesting also also for, for, for the audience of, of this podcast. You were speaking about uh, epi agents uh, create epi customer. Before we deep dive in this topic, what is really Dixa doing? Dixa is uh, making it easier for agents to be happy. Uh, and then to do that, it is about ensuring that, that the right conversation goes to the right agent in the right order. And when the agent has the conversation, then to make them happy, we need to remove friction and create an easy, accessible workflow. Uh, one thing we do is give an overview of all conversations from this particular customer across all the different channels. So very easy to see who did they speak to before, on what channel, and what about. Then we are pulling in information from the customer's backend system, so they also know who the customer is. What was the last order? How much order? Have, how much money have they spent? What segment are they in? And you can use that to provide a more efficient and more personalized experience. And lastly, we are also providing support articles so they know who the customer is, they know what they contacted them about before, and they also know how to solve the customer's issue. And we can see when those three uh, pillars are in place, then the agent can actually focus on delivering a really good experience and not spend time looking in other systems about order information or trying to find answers to questions in, in the multitude of systems. Thank you very much. Uh, reading through what, what you're doing, if I understand well, you define that as product-led customer success. Uh, is a framework behind that that you can share? Yes, yes it is very much uh, using the product to make the customer successful. What we see in this industry, if you have a contact center, very often you are kind of alone on an island. You inherited some systems that you took them over and you're doing things as you've always done them. Uh, when we engage with a prospect, then we very much look at what they're doing today and we try to force them to forget about that and instead think about what they want to do tomorrow. And then we show them the different building blocks that they can use to create better experience for their customers. And we draw on our best practices from other customers and help them to create better experiences. And in that sense, we use the product to make them successful. And how can you understand how your user, your agents feel about his using your products or services? We do that in a number of ways. Uh, one of them is uh, through what we call agent enablement sessions, where we will observe the agents working within the platform. And uh, we spend one or two hours uh, remotely looking at how they work, conversations coming in, how do they handle them, how do they transform, where do they go to find information about orders, uh, knowledge base, and are there any things that we can recommend when it comes to integrations, when it comes to change to workflows, to routing? And this actually allows us to see not only what is going on within our product, but also how our product interacts with the other systems. And based on that, we can create a report 
that we can present back to the customer, to the executive buyer, and tell them this is the value that you're getting. These are the recommended actions that can make it more easy for the agents to help customers and hence create a better experience. Are you measuring this, um, let's say, agent satisfaction in a qualitative way or in a quantitative way or a bit of both? Of both? A bit of both. Uh, we also have an in-app survey where we are asking all our users, uh, product makes it easy for me to help customers. To what extent do you agree with the above statement? Uh, and then they can rate it to, from uh, strongly agree to strongly disagree. And then we, of course, look at what are the triggers for agents that disagree with uh, it being easy and what are the triggers for agents that find it really easy to use the tool. Uh, and then we can use that feedback to improve both the sales process, the onboarding process, the account setup, the training, the product in itself, and also uh, look at how we can either expand or prevent churn within the product. If I understand well, you are defining the customer effort score, but for your customer, and in this case, your customer are agents or, or user, and you are also applying that in the right way, not only asking, but then taking action on what, uh, of, on what the agents and, and the users are saying. Are you doing that only once, or can you do, or are you doing that recurrently? We are doing it uh, recurrently, and we see it as really important because what I think you have a tendency to forget is that some of these agents are actually spending eight hours a day within the tool. And if there's something that is creating a lot of friction, it of course creates frustration with the agents. And it's really difficult that that doesn't spill over into the experience that customers have. So we want to identify what that friction is. We want to remove it so the agents can just focus on providing a good experience. And it, it, it makes sense because also the experiences of the agents and of the users are changing over time because the companies are, are changing. And basically, I think I want really to come back to what, to what you said at the beginning. And this is for me one of the key topics. Let's spend some minutes on, on that. Happy agents create happy customer. I am always getting reading about it. I am always listening, listening and everybody saying this is extremely important. What makes an, an agent happy? There are several factors in, in what makes agents happy. One of them is the external factors, uh, like where are they? Uh, are they in a stress-free environment? Do they have the right hardware? Like, do they have a, a big enough screen to see what is going on? Do they have a proper headset so they can hear the customer and the customer can hear them well and noise is uh, excluded in the conversation? Uh, do, do they have a proper internet connection so they can deliver the right level of service? Since COVID, we have, of course, seen a lot of agents that have had to work from home mm -hmm. and ensuring that they have the right environment and the right hardware to perform their job. That's the external factors. Then there are within the tool, it needs to be easy, responsive, easy to find the information about the customer, how to solve the customer's issues, uh, so they can focus on delivering the good uh, experience. So they are both the things that, that you need to put in place as a company, and then there are things that need to be in place in the product that they use it. Thank you very much. It makes completely sense. And 
perhaps to, to adding that or to elaborating a bit on that. On one side, you say happy agents. I think what you are saying is happy, but also additionally that they are really engaged. Is there also a way to engage the employees in this creation of uh, customer experience for really the final customers. How are you taking, tackling this, this topic? Yes, it's a really good question and a very important topic. I think one way that you can get agents more engaged is to make them see how they contribute to the overall goals of the company. Uh, and an easy way to do it uh, is that if you aggregate data from multiple systems, so let's say you look at uh, your customer lifetime value from your auto management system, and then you look at CSAT from your customer support platform. If you look at those two together, you can actually correlate what a good CSAT or an improvement in CSAT means to the customer lifetime value. And if you move the needle 0.2 points, then you can turn that into a monetary value. And if you are very good at exposing that for agents, then they actually feel that what they are doing is benefiting the overall goals of the company, of the organization. And that's something that, that I have seen personally can be difficult to do. And if agents don't feel that they are contributing to the goals of the organization, then they are not as motivated. Exactly. And uh, the last question would be, agents need to feel and understand that they are contributing to the targets of, of the company. And on the other side, the rest of the organization needs to understand what these agents, these users are, are really doing. And do you have some hints, some practical ideas how to get the buy-in from the rest of the organization to act on, on, on the feedback of the users of, of these agents? Yeah, I think a lot of it is uh, in general to listen to frontline agents. What are they hearing from customers? How can we feed that information to the proper departments? Uh, that can be done by tagging the conversations. It can be done by external tools that are using AI and machine learning to categorize the conversation, looking at sentiment, and then using that to come up with recommended actions. Uh, and there you need the buy-in for the rest of our the rest of the organization. So if customer success identifies a certain pattern, then they need to have the buy-in from product and engineering so they can make improvement based on that. If they detect something that is coming from the sales process, uh, there's some discrepancy between what is being sold and what is being experienced, then they need to be able to pass that on to the sales part of the organization so they can actually make changes to the way they sell the product so they can create a better experience in the long run. Thank you very much, too. It's, it's really an outstanding discussion. And I would like, but also to understand a bit more about, about you and what drives you, drives you in life. And therefore, my, my first question would be, do you have a book or recommendation that you would like to share to the audience and say, this is something that really helped me to grow? Yes. Um, one of the core books within this field is uh, Matthew Dixon's The Effortless Experience. Uh, very good at identifying what are the things that are driving disloyalty, what, are, what is creating friction within the interaction between a customer and a brand. Uh, there's a lot of learning from that book uh, that is relevant to this day. And we can also see that after COVID-19, it's much easier for customers to change their vendor. 
they can just move from brand to brand. And they do that because they are shopping online. And if they have a bad experience, they're just going to move to somebody else. And that has put more pressure on brands to deliver a consistently good service across all the different channels. Uh, another book recommendation is uh, Joey Coleman's uh, Never Lose a Customer Again, uh, what you need to do within the first 100 days to retain customers. There is a lot of actionable advice on each step of uh, the journey that a customer has when they engage with a brand. Uh, so I highly recommend those two uh, books. Thank you very much. And uh, if somebody would like to, to contact you too, uh, what's the best way? Uh, either through uh, LinkedIn or on Twitter. Those are definitely the, the best places to find me. Thank you. And I will share the contact details on the on the podcast notes for sure, so that if somebody has question can can connect you, or also through the ECXO platform, European Customer Experience Organization platform. You are there, you are active, and everybody can connect with you. And now we are coming to my last question. This is the question I always ask. What is two golden nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience. I think when it comes to uh, creating customer experiences, uh, one of them is the customer is always right to be understood. Uh, that's uh, an, an old mentor that I had uh, that uh, has resonated a lot with me. They're not always right in what they want, but they're always right in being understood. Uh, you might not agree, but understand where they're coming from and what it is that they need. Uh, and then the other thing I can recommend is always be open to change because we live in a world where you can see everything that has uh, gone on with COVID. A lot of things has changed in a very short while and you need to be able to, to pivot. You need to be able to adapt to changes around you. That can be that you need to work from home. It can be that you need to focus on another channel because that is where your customers are. So be quick at adapting to changing situations in your environment and continue to be where your customers are. Thank you very much too. I am not commenting your two golden nuggets because these are two, go two golden nuggets. Um, I say only thank you to you. Thank you very much for your time. And also thank you to the European Customer Experience Organization for this outstanding collaboration that we will have in the next few months. And I conclude saying thank you very much to the audience. Then thank you for listening to, listening to, this, uh, to this episode. Thank you very much. Grazie mille. Bye bye. Arrivederci. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth, subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.